Blog Talk Radio. With God's name, peace be upon you all. Good evening. This is New Mind Development Project. I'm your host, John Nasheed, on this Blog Talk Radio program. We're broadcasting from the city of Nourishell, New York, and we broadcast every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. And uh, once again, we welcome you uh, on this program, and uh, we pray that all is well. Uh, we have a website, New Mind Development Project, or nm-dp.com. You can check that out. Also, we're, I have a radio broadcast in studio. It's WVOX 1460 AM radio. It comes on every Saturday morning. Uh, from 10 a.m. to 11, and also you can pick that up online, also wvox.com. That's Saturday morning, 10 to 11 a.m. Our call-in number there is 914-AREA-6360-110. And we have some pretty interesting topics, and uh, as I mentioned, it's a call-in program. You can call in and give your comments and uh you know, we pray that you give that support. Uh, we're going to be talking this evening uh, a little about uh, Imam Wadi Muhammad and uh, Imam Wadi Muhammad, some of his lectures and a lot of information that we have uh, received over the years from Imam Muhammad. We know he's been teaching as a leader of our community since 1975, and he passed in 2008. And also, Imam Wadi Muhammad comes on WVOX that I mentioned earlier at 8:30 uh, a.m. So you can pick him up there also. But a lot of a lot of wisdom, uh, a lot of information, a lot of commentary, you know, on the Quran, uh, opening up a greater understanding about the life of our Prophet Muhammad. Actually, not only just Prophet Muhammad, but all of the prophets in religion in general. Uh, uh, I see him as an individual who came to make religion clear, not only for the Muslim, but for, for all of us, because we know that one of the most confusing topics is religion. And uh, we believe, his followers believe, truly believe that God blessed him with that kind of insight to open it up for all of our benefits. So we don't want to spend a lot of time arguing with each other. We want to learn how to love and appreciate each other because, as I mentioned last week, we belong to one human family. And quite nicely, if we belong to a family on this planet Earth, we have brothers and sisters all over the planet Earth, different Jews, uh, different religions, different cultures, different languages, etc. But we all have to learn how to get along, how to share, and make the best of what God blessed us with on our home, this planet Earth. This evening we're going to talk a little about uh, the five senses, five human senses, and also about uh, Shaitan or Satan, uh, the enemy, the enemy of mankind. <coughs> And we have to understand that. And this is what Imam Warthi Muhammad, he brought it to us so clear that Satan or 
shaitan is not an enemy of God. He is an enemy of mankind. Satan is very knowledgeable, evil genius in reality. He's a genius, and we can't contend with him. And he knows he can't outdo God, but God gave him an opportunity at his request to prove to him that man is not worthy of the high position he put him on as the Khalifa or ruler on the earth to evolve to that position over time. And quite nicely, Satan thought he was more equipped and uh, in his arrogance, he challenged that. Uh, He wouldn't submit and God condemned him and then he asked God for respite and God granted him that respite. And uh, quite nice, he wouldn't be able to prove it, but nonetheless, here he is, an open enemy of mankind. The five senses and Satan, uh, the enemy of, of mankind. You know, the five senses, <laughs> how often have we heard that these are windows of the soul? How through these five senses we look out into God's creation and we communicate with creation those windows, you know, quite naturally we have a mind, we have intelligence, but our vision, our hearing, our seeing, our smelling, our touch, and all of these senses, they they look out into the creation and they bring that information back. And, uh, you know, we have material man who sees things literal. You know, he sees a tree and uh, that's all he sees. And then you have another man who has acquired a higher degree of understanding And uh, he looks at the tree and he sees much, much more. You know, like our leader, Imam Warthi Muhammad, like our prophets, all of our prophets, they were seers. They didn't just see what was obvious. They saw the things that common people did not see. And that's what made them who they were. And uh, God blessed them. Now, we're not saying Imam Warthi Muhammad is a prophet, but most certainly he's a messenger. And he's bringing a message to us clarifying uh, the false understandings that were given to us through Satan, Satan the devil, Satan, Shaitan, the devil, the rejecter of faith. So material man and spiritual man, you know, there's two different languages being spoken here. One is obvious and the other is not so obvious. But God blesses the individual to understand the deepness of that message that God is bringing. So out of the mercy of God, he gives us prayer. And what is prayer? Prayer is a conscious, conscious communication with God. Basically, you are. Uh, we make salah five times a day. In that salah, which is uh, devotion or worship, in that salat is a dua where we ask God to show us the straight way. Show us the straight way. And that's the dua that we make. And he responds by saying that this is the book and this book is guidance, sure, without doubt. So the guidance is in the Quran. And it shows that the Quran is the leadership. So the five prayers, <coughs> actually in reality, if we really look at it long and hard enough, the five prayers is our conscious senses. When our conscious senses is turned on, that's, that's the prayer. 
You know, but when we don't understand it, then material man, you know, he conducts himself in a way that's uh, not dealing with the spiritual part of his self and his development, but the literal. And uh, God, out of his mercy, he allows us to start wherever we are and evolve over a period of time until we come to the completeness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants for each and every one of us on this planet Earth. So when the man is in his natural design that God created, he don't need uh, rituals and things of that nature to remind him or keep him on the course. The very nature that God created us in, given us these five senses, as a matter of fact, and many other components of the natural creation of man. Once these things are properly turned on, then man, God, trusts his own creation. He trusts and believes his creation that eventually that creation will come to where it's supposed to be, and God knows best. And this is what Satan couldn't see. When God said that he's going to make Adam, man made from dust, the ruler on the earth, Satan, no, excuse me, not Satan, but the angels, the angels couldn't see that. They know what God taught them, but God didn't teach them the totality of the development of man. And they ask God, not questioning God because they're angels. They can't question God anyway. They were seeking understanding. And they said, would they make mischief and shed blood? And then God responded that, I know what you don't know. At this particular point, yes, just like you see man in the world today creating mischief and shedding blood. But eventually in time, man will evolve as a result of his senses, when his senses are consciously turned on, he will evolve to where God wants him to be, spiritual man, and God knows best. So Prophet Muhammad spoke of the five senses to protect us from the harm of Satan, the enemy of man. You know, in the Quran, it mentions that in Surah 2, Verse 34, it mentions that Iblis, or who was a jinn, at that particular time serving God, he said he refused to bow to Adam and he became proud. He became the rejecter of faith. That's when he changed, you know, because we know the jinn had free will. He could accept to serve God or reject it, just like man. Man and jinn, men and jinn, have free will. So the jinn rejected, and he became haughty, he became proud, and his label or definition became shaitan, and shaitan is the rejecter of faith. He's a, uh, he rejects God. He rejects, excuse me, he rejects mankind. You know, Allah gives us a, a, another picture here in uh, understanding our five senses, you know, and the purpose of it uh, to, to protect us from the harm of, of Satan. And as I mentioned, you know, our five prayers are five senses. And Allah mentioned that we, through, I mean, through the Prophet, uh, we perform wudu or purification before we take on prayer. 
and and remember that Imam Warthi Muhammad was teaching us to think bigger than literal, because in the literal message there's a higher message, a spiritual message, and when we perform the washing for wudu, we call it ablution. You know, we start off by washing our hands, and we go to our head, and on the head is the leadership. The head represents leadership. But what we wash on the leadership is the five senses. We wash the mouth. We wash the nose. We sniff water into the nose. We wash over the eyes. We wash out the ear, inside of the ear, behind the ear, and then we come across over the head and behind the neck. So it shows us something else here that we're keeping our five senses conscious. And there's many, many other things because Imam Muhammad spoke about, you know, these lessons and give us many, many information, many different uh, points of information on this over long periods of time. And this is why we have to study all of what he said. Just like when we read Quran, we read the uh, Sunnah of Prophet Muhammad, quite naturally we read the Quran, and the Quran is the tafsir, it's the commentary of the Quran. If we don't understand it in the first reading or in one part of the Quran, the more we read it, the greater the understanding comes to us. So this is how Allah uh, Most High, you know, he teaches his human creation. He evolves them over a period of time, just like Adam created from dust, evolving over that period of time. And the three developments until he reaches the excellence. And uh, we know, and I think a little later on we're going to talk about the nafs and how the naf, in the nafs, the human soul, it, it, it evolves over a period of time. We don't just, it doesn't just evolve, evolve because we have a desire for it to evolve. It evolves with purification. And the more we perform that conscious wudu, you know, keeping our leadership head, you know, pure and keeping our senses pure. And when they become pure, they become conscious. And God knows best. Because if he created an intellect and the intellect is not conscious, then what good is the intellect? And we have been blessed to have an intellect. This is a creation that God, the greatest creation that God created was the ability for man to think in a rational way, reasoning, uh, rationalizing. And uh, God, when man reasons and rationalizes, it opens up the whole of God's creation. If man, my, man's mind can get anywhere near it, then he's going to have a relationship with the creation and the creation is going to speak back to him through the senses, through his senses. And uh, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen. So Allah is blessing us with five senses to protect us from the harm of shaitan. And we know shaitan comes at us from every angle, you know, subtle. He's very subtle. Subtle means that we don't see him. <laughs> You know, he creeps up on us subtly, 
and he operates in the dark. We don't see it. So that means that we have to be on point. Our heart has to be pure, and that is the protection. And when our senses are conscious and our senses are watching out for things that are contrary to God, and he puts us right back on Sarato Mustaqim. Show us the straight way. That's Sarato, Sarato Mustaqim, that straight path. The Christians refer to it as a straight and narrow. And when you're on a straight and narrow path, you walk on that path one foot in front of the other foot. And to, to acquire that, then quite naturally you need balance. Balance between the mind and the heart. And once we have that kind of balance, then we can remain on Sadatul Mustaqim. But what is Satan's purpose? His purpose is to knock us out of balance. Not just the Muslims, the Christians, the Jews, the Buddhists, the Hindus, the people who have no faith, uh, the atheists, all of us. He's not concerned with that because that means absolutely nothing to him. These are just titles that man uh, had picked up along his way because he knows what God created the human being to be. He created him to be Khalifa. That's what's important to him. That's what he wants to be. He wants to be the ruler over the earth, and God knows best. Why is Satan an enemy to mankind? It is because the human being in their natural mind or nature do not want to dominate anybody. You know, he doesn't want to be a dominant person over the life of people. He just want to exist and coexist and share what he has for the benefit of his fellow man, etc. And Satan is the enemy because that's not his way. <laughs> he don't have a desire. He has a, do- a desire to be dominant over the human life. And you can see much of this satanic influence in many people today. Not that I'm saying that they're devils, but they quite naturally been influenced by the devil or shaitan because they have that strong desire to be a dominant force over the uh, the people. And now God created us to be humble. He created us to uh, whatever we have acquired to share that with our fellow man. You know, in the Quran, in Surah 2, uh, verse 36, it says, Satan made them slip and get them out of the state of peace which they had been in. So this is his purpose, to take them out of the state of peace. Now, you know, the state of peace, what is peace? You know, peace is Islam. Actually, Islam means submission, but once a person submits to God, then he acquires peace. So what Satan was able to do was get them to break off their submission and lose their peace. But when a human being comes back, God, out of his mercy, he sends prophets and messengers to bring Islam or Al-Islam back to the people. And Al-Islam is not a religion. Al-Islam is a way of life. Actually, it's your natural inheritance. You you inherited that. That's what God gave you. He gave us peace. And if Satan 
was never present amongst us, then we would remain in that submission to God and in a state of peace right now. But Satan became our enemy, and Satan wants to divide us, and he wants dominance on the earth, control. And we see right now, you know, I believe we can pick up a paper and we see somewhere where we are reading the newspaper where the uh, 5% of the people is dominating the lives of 95% of the people right here in America. Matter of fact, it's all over the earth, probably even greater than that, small percentage of people who is dominating the lives of people. And how are the people being controlled? Through economics. Very serious problem. But God, out of his mercy, he sent prophets and messengers to restore us back, to submit to God and come back to that state of peace. And God knows best. So the affairs of Muslims are conducted by mutual consultation. It's called shura. Uh, Shura Baino, uh, mutual consultation. You know, it's a sharing, it's a collective body of people sharing or bringing information into the circle that could make a better decision. You know, we don't we don't really realize what Shura Baino means at this particular time uh, because many of us come out of a the Christian world and Christian understanding or the ways of this United States of America, we don't really understand it. You know, in Islam, we don't have big governments overpowering government. You know, this body is a small body of people that come together and make a decision on a problem or circumstance and move on. You know, no sitting body of people who call themselves the Supreme Council of whatever we want to call it. You know, and every time we want to make a decision, we have an imam, the body of imams making the decision. No, that's not wrong. That's, that's wrong. That's un-Islamic. Because if the imams was just to know and do what they supposed to do or their responsibility of imam, that's more than enough, more than enough. But if we have a problem in the community that's dealing with housing or dealing with uh, whatever the case, cars or food, then we call in the, the people who deal with housing. What is the imam going to speak about? What, what does he know about housing? What does he know about uh, cars, for example, or food or clothing, or those kind of concerns, or adultery maybe, or whatever. Uh, we don't know. Whatever it is, we get the best from amongst us, the most learned from amongst us, to sit down and come to some kind of resolve, and then we move on. And that's it. That's the, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. See, but Satan, you know, he knows these big bodies of councils and things of that nature. It makes you proud and it makes you haughty, just like him. And then people want to dominate the life of other people. And then once we start that, then Satan knows that he has it. So each and every one of us, we make a contribution from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. And if our five senses are turned on, then quite naturally we're seeing the world 
as God created it, then quite naturally we have been most certainly blessed. We're not looking at the world that that Satan created. We're looking at the world that God created. And we know the story about the picture where Allah showed the angel Jibreel the earth before Satan was on the earth. And Jibreel said, oh, what a beautiful place. How can anybody go wrong in a place like that? And then he quickened the picture up. Who knows, thousands, millions, trillion years with God. That's small. But anyway, when he quickened the picture up, the next picture, Satan was in the picture on earth. And then when he looked at it, he said, oh, my God, how can anybody go right in a place like that? So, so Allah... He blesses us to evolve above, right on earth. He blesses us if we're communicating with our five senses in the world of God. In a spiritual sense, we have elevated right above that kind of small understanding that Shaitan is trying to give us in the material sense. He feeds us the physical, material world. You know, he's a master of the physical world. He eats from the physical world, but he has no place in the spiritual reality. And this is where we want to go. We want to go above the material world. We want to grow above the material world, but quite naturally, we start in the material world and we begin to evolve and ascend into that spiritual reality, the reality or the truth that God wants for each and every one of us, God knows best. Satan, Satan, Satan being against uh, Satan being against that wants to trick us and deceive us to make us think that religion is something different from what God intended for us. And uh, you know, quite naturally, we can see that in the, the world. Of religion, you know, Satan's plan is but to excite enmity and hatred between you. Now, when we have religion and we know that God is one, the prophets, all of the prophets, are one line of prophets. All scripture that came from God is one scripture, one line of scripture. But look how many divisions of religion that we have, and look how much hatred that we have amongst one another. That's, that's Satan. <laughs> that doesn't come from God. That comes from man being influenced by the poisons of Satan. Satan being against that wants to trick us and deceive us and make us think that religion is something different from what God intended for us. That's Imam Wadi Muhammad talking. So he's given us a picture of religion that complicates the mind. And what does God say in Quran? He said that he made your deen easy for you. He made your way of life easy for you. And we, the reason that we know it's easy for us is because <clears throat> it's your nature. Now, don't we think that an elephant, do we think his life is difficult? No. He looks big and he. And he does what he does. He looks like he's clumsy along and what 
but he's very comfortable in his nature. The same thing with an ant or a bird who fly in the sky, or fish in the ocean, very comfortable. They are in their being. That's their way of life. So the human being, once we are in our nature, then we have no we have no problem understanding what God intended for us. But look what Satan does. He gives us these big cathedrals and places of worship. And I remember once Imam Wazi Muhammad had mentioned that we had all fell into the same trick that the Christians fell into by them building big cathedrals, big, big cathedrals uh, for, for, for large sums of money um, built at the hands of slaves and poor people. And many poor people probably didn't eat that night, but look at the big edifices they built for worship. And then the Muslims came right in line, and we started building the same big, big uh, buildings or mosques for worship, big high ceilings, etc., etc. But any of us who have read the history of Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings, law be upon him, or saw some of the movies that was made. He said, Prophet Muhammad had a very, very common place for prayer. Just some some timbers with some pine leaves that was thrown over to keep the sun away. And under there, they made their prayers. That's a lot. And then we took it too far. I think we went way away from what God intended for us. And actually, Allah gives us another description. He said, the earth is a masjid. So that's that's enough for me. <laughs> that's that's really enough for me. And quite nasty, God knows best. So we see Satan being against that wants to trick us and deceive us and make us think that religion is something different from what God intended for us. Now this is why we should take our time and read the Quran and study the Quran in the first reading and then have another reading and another reading of Quran, constantly reading the Quran, and constantly uh, utilizing our five senses into the world that God created. And we're going to start to grow. You'd be surprised. We're going to grow. Sometimes we don't detect the growth, but we are growing. And eventually, man will come into his nature where we don't need all of these things. Some people think you need a kupi on to make prayer you know, a, a mishwak stick, a, a prayer rug to put down on the ground. I'm not making mockery, but that's the level or the understanding of people at this particular time. These things, we don't need these things for just wherever you are. Put your head on the ground and give worship to God. And even if you don't put your head on the ground, be conscious, a conscious communication to God. Our five senses, our prayer. And when we look out into God's creation, we see the sun and the moon and the stars, water and air and things of that nature, just like Ibrahim. Why is that story in the Quran about Ibrahim studying the sun, the moon, and the stars? He was applying his five senses to observation, and he came to rational conclusion that these things cannot be God. He said, what was behind the creation is God, the unseen. He didn't have to see it for it to be proved. He saw the magnificence of God's creation, 
and he bowed down. That's like an elephant when I'm talking about what I was talking about earlier. When we see an elephant in the life of an elephant and we attribute the elephant to his creator, which is God, Allah, we have to bow. We're not bowing to the elephant. We're bowing to the marvelous creation that God created in the elephant. And I don't take these things light. I was just talking to some young men yesterday. I was talking about the creation of the human being. God tells us to read creation, and he also teaches us to read, commands us to read our own self. Read in the name of the Lord who created, created man. Man and woman, read yourself. And if you just took time and stopped taking our creation for granted, then we would have more respect not only for our creation and our fellow man, but a much, much greater respect for God, the Creator. Why? Because as I was mentioning to these young fellows, I said, brother, I'm looking at you. I can see you with eyes. I have eyes. I can pull you into me, into my spirit, into my soul. Just with my eyes, I can see you. I can close my eyes, and I can still see you. Twenty years from now, I can record you right in my mind as you are right there. I'm capturing you. That's a creation. I'm applying my senses. If you were to speak, I could record the sound of your voice. And even now, it's a science where people might have committed a crime or said something or raped a woman, and they would ask them to repeat it, and the person would say, yeah, that's him. That's him. That, That sound is clocked into my hearing. These are the senses that God gave us. And these things are precious, valuable for the protection from the harm of Satan. And God knows best. So never did God prepare anything for his messenger or prophet that Satan did not try uh, did not try to, to uh, present the likeness of it. This is a quote from Imam Muhammad. I'll read it again. Allah, the Most High, said, Never did God prepare something for his messenger or prophet that Satan did not, did, uh, Satan did try to uh, present the likeness of it. In other words, whatever God created, he turned around and copied it. Now, quite nasty, God is the, is the best of creators, right? Whatever God creates is perfect, it's excellent. It has no defects, doesn't deviate everything that God created, perfect. This is why when we study the creation, then we have a better appreciation for science because it's mathematics, is proven true. If we look at it long enough, it's, it, 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 we can see the science in it. We can see the, the reality in it. And it's consistent from one creation to the next. Now, Satan, he knows he can't outdo God, but what he tries to do is present a likeness to what God created. And then Imam Muhammad says, uh, so if that is true, he said if God produces a Bible, 
And Satan also wants to produce a Bible. If God produces a Quran, Satan also wants to produce a Quran and many other different things. These are two examples that he's using here. But look at the Bible, the Word of God that God gave to Esau or Prophet or Christ Jesus. He gave him, and the people came up with a Bible. But there's nothing in the Bible related to Jesus. It's what people said. They heard Jesus say, but where is it what Jesus said? We find more of that in the Quran. The Quran is a better example of what the Bible or the teachings of Jesus than the Bible. Because in our religion, our Islam, if we, if John or Mark or Luke or whoever the four Gospels, whatever their names are, he said, if these John and these people said they they heard Jesus say, or they heard somebody else say that Jesus said, because remember, they didn't know Jesus. They didn't even live in the time of Jesus. But they were recording information that they heard, and that became the gospel. I think 300 and some odd years, the church finally accepted those four gospels as Bible, or the, or the Bible or word of Jesus. Now, in our religion, we don't call that uh, scripture. We call that hadith. It's the sunnah of Prophet Muhammad. When Allah revealed the Quran, and then later on people came along after the Prophet's death, and they said about Prophet Muhammad that we heard that so-and-so said that Prophet Muhammad said, and then that not recorded as anything else but hadith. We can't put those things in Quranic or biblical terms because it wasn't revealed by God. It was revealed by man. And this is what we see in the Bible. So is this a product, and I'm not trying to make mockery or anything, but is this a product of uh, shaitan? That's what we want to, that's why we're here. That's what we're trying to understand. And uh, quite nicely, God, if that's Noah, having a little technical I hope I'm not off the air no, I think I'm still on okay I think I'm good okay we're continuing continuing and you know just to refresh our thinking our mind is Satan try to duplicate whatever God creates he comes behind to duplicate the Bible and quite nicely, when we speak about the Bible, we want to know what Jesus said that God said. Because he's a prophet, he's a messenger, he's God's messenger, he comes with a message. In the Quran, we want to know what uh, Prophet Muhammad said that God said to him to say, cool, to say to the people. You know, and some Qurans, believe me, there's Qurans I recall, uh, reading where it said that there are Qur'ans that was written by the devil. There's hadith written by the devil. But Allah keeps his book pure, the Qur'an. And he keeps it pure not 
for the benefit of the Muslim, not only for the benefit of the Muslim, but for the benefit of the Christians, the Jews, and everybody. Because the Quran is a book that corrects all faults and all prior scriptures. And quite naturally, God knows best. The average person would not be able to tell the difference in the works of Shaitan. Now this is the this is the power of Shaitan. You know, he's very knowledgeable. He he knows God, he knows man. He's a deceiver. He don't accept God. He rejects God. He used to serve God, but he became a rejecter of first faith, Shaitan. And Imam Wazi Muhammad tells us that the average person will not be able to tell the difference. You know, I recall when Imam Wazi Muhammad first came or took over the leadership, and he came to Harlem in 1975. Temple Number Seven on 116th Street in Lenox Avenue, and he came and he was teaching. Actually, he was teaching true Islam, not the nation of Islam. Islam, <laughs> we call it Islam. It wasn't Islam, but thank God for that period because it gave us a good, strong foundation to stand on. <clears throat> but when he started to teach Islam. He was clarifying uh, the works of Satan in religion, not just the nation of Islam, but in religion in general. These were these were this was the copycat work that Satan was doing. He was clarifying that. He was casting truth and falsehood and knocking out the brain of falsehood. You know, the schemes of Satan. See these things when you go contrary to God or copy God, these are schemes. And we get caught up in the schemes of Satan. And uh, God tells us, uh, Prophet Imam, uh, Prophet Muhammad spoke, and he said the five senses, he gives us uh, speaking on the five senses, and these five senses are to protect us from the harm of Satan. And these five senses have to be turned on. Senses have to be conscious. So when we're looking out of our... Uh, sense of sight and don't see what is obvious look to see what is within the obvious and God knows best and this is what Satan is trying to hide from us because once we find the nature of the tree or anything in the creation then our intelligence take over and then the intelligence causes us to evolve higher than Right naturally, what we see that is obvious. So here's mankind moving in stages over a period of time, the material man moving up to become the spiritual mind or spiritual man. And actually, I was right the first time because man means mind. So it's a material mind and it's a spiritual mind. And it happens over a period of time. You know, we mentioned Satan. And I'm moving a little slow. I have a holy man, Muhammad, put a lot of material out on this. There's a few different topics, and I'm kind of combining them together. And uh, we'll just take our time because we probably have part two next week and maybe part three, I don't know, the following week. But 
you know, this information, and uh, we want to try to get it out the best we can because, as I mentioned last week and other times, that, you know, we are our brother's keeper because we want for our brothers what we want for ourselves. We're not responsible for another person's life, but quite naturally, we want the best for that individual. And if I have something that I can share with them, alhamdulillah. Now, Wadi Muhammad is, wasn't able to speak to all of the people that he desired to speak to, but he spoke to enough of us who called ourselves his followers for us to pick up his message and take it out to the people. And I'm not one to think that we have to constantly just teach Muslims who have heard this message for 30-some-odd years. You know, I pray that we have Christians and Jews and others listening to this program so we can also teach them. And uh, I don't know if they're going to accept it, but the only thing that we can do is share what we have been blessed with, and uh, God knows best. So Satan... We have about 15 minutes, so we'll make an introduction here to uh, Satan. And I believe that was our introduction to the five senses. And uh, then we'll go on. Satan, the rejecter of faith. Now, faith is what? Faith is to believe in God, to believe in his prophets, to believe in scripture, to believe in the day of judgment. You know, a lot of things we believe in because we believe in these things because it's God only who established these things. You know, our faith in God, we say we believe in God, but I don't believe in the prophets. Well, if you don't believe in the prophets, then, oh, God's messenger, then quite naturally you don't believe in God because God sends messengers. You say, well, I don't believe in, okay, then. I don't believe in uh, what? I don't believe in the day of judgment. Well, if you don't believe in the day of judgment, you don't believe in God, because God is the author of the day of judgment. You follow what I'm saying? The books that God say, we say, well, I believe in the Quran, but I don't believe in the Bible. Okay, we know the Bible has been added to and taken away, but the truth of the Bible we should believe. And there's enough truth in the Bible to say, okay, that I believe in the truth of this Bible or the Torah. Right? We believe that. We accept that. Why? Because it came from God. And God knows best. I'm really well. So Satan is the rejecter of faith. He don't believe in any of that. And he'll try to convince you that he does, but mark my word. <laughs> You don't believe in any of that. And his purpose is to deceive you. And we have seen many people making mockery, just outright mockery in religion. Have big mega churches with uh, volumes of people. You know, if we, when I was imam in Mount Vernon, if we had 75 people to come out for service or Juma, or 50 in some cases, Boy, that was big. Boy, we were, we were kind of boasting and bragging. But these are like thousands of people coming out to church, bringing thousands and thousands or millions of dollars for the pastors. These are people who reject 
faith and use people for their benefit. And these people have been successful. Satan has been successful in influencing those people for his church. Now, some of these churches are legitimate, and some of the mosques or synagogues are legitimate. The houses of worship for God, and then some of them was duplicated by Satan. These are Satan's houses. You know it. You know it is. You say, oh, why did you say that about the religious houses of worship? Well, once you understand religion and the religion of God and how the religion of God functions, then you would openly say the same thing that I'm saying, that this is quite naturally, this is not God's way. This is not the way of God. God didn't come for these particular reasons that is being addressed in these institutions. God came to put us on course and have a better life, a better condition for ourselves in this life, to live out the creation that God created on this earth. That's your theme. Don't complicate it. <laughs> Please don't complicate it. Basically, that's it. And be a good person. Be charitable. Help your brothers. Gain knowledge and information. And live the best life in accordance with your nature on this planet Earth. That is your religion. That is your deen. That is your way of life. Very simple. So he made it easy for us. And then Satan comes along and influences people to make it difficult. Imam Warthi Muhammad speaking. And the devil, and the devil that deceived them was cast into a, no, excuse me, this is not Imam Muhammad, this is revelation in the Bible. It's from Imam's lecture. It's revelation in the Bible. <clears throat> and the devil that deceived them was cast into a lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's Revelation 21 and 10. And he's given a description of this shaitan or this devil. He said, and the devil that deceived them, and now, now he's talking about some consequences here. He said, was cast into a lake of fire and brimstone. Now, fire, fire is a metaphor of something, because we know if somebody was cast into fire and brimstone, then his body would be burnt beyond recognition. There would be nothing left. But we see here, Allah is talking about fire as torment. What is the nature of fire? It's just constant torment, right? Walking around, trying to rest at night, trying to work, tormented. It says, where the beast and the false prophets are. The beast and the false prophets are. The people who fell victim to Satan's scheme. And they shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So this is real. Don't get spooked up in religion. Don't think that you'll be somewhere burning in a physical fire. No, you'll be walking around and day in and day out, tormented. And you can see many people that live on this planet Earth, they have done so much wrong 
they are tormented day and night. Some of them even get to the point where they can't take it anymore and they go jump off a bridge or or some of them uh, become addicted to alcohol and drugs trying to quiet that torment down in their soul. But the, the, the torment is, is what your own hands brought about. And how do you change it? I mean, it's not that it can't be changed. Change it by... Uh, we change we change our circumstance and our situation by repentance. You know, sincere repentance. We get back to the consciousness of those senses that we were talking about early on. You know, I'm conscious in my senses. See, when you're conscious, then you're not... Uh, jiving or fooling around or trying to trick anybody, you're serious. And when you bow down to God, conscience and submission, offering tauba or repentance to God, then God will heal you from the torment. And this is what I believe that most of us is going to fall into that lake of fire before we submit. Because Satan, remember that, God gave Satan respite, and he gave Satan respite to the day of judgment. So even in our torment, Satan is going to be after us. He's never going to lighten up, right? The fire of torment, and we can't take that. The human soul, the human mind, the human spirit wasn't built for that. It was built for peace. God created us in peace, and God knows best. Who is Satan? The devil, this Imam Warthi Muhammad, though. Who is Satan? And we'll take this paragraph and we'll continue on with this next week, inshallah, God willing. Who is Satan? The devil. Many religious people have been spooked up on the churches, uh, the synagogues, and the mosques. And made to think that Satan is some invisible ghost that hovers around waiting for an opportunity to come and take over our life and lead you to do something bad. There is no Satan outside of your body unless that Satan is outside of someone else's body. That's where we'll conclude. And that's enough for me right there. Actually, I have to think about that, think on that. I got a whole week to think on that. He said, there is no Satan outside of your body unless that Satan is inside somebody else's body. So in other words, there's no Satan running around loose. Satan is in the individual soul. Individual gave his soul. He opened up his soul and allowed Satan to come in. But now we have to get Satan out of the soul. And we have to cast truth and falsehood and just knock the very existence out of Satan. And I'll read this again and then we'll conclude. Who is Satan? Satan is the devil, the rejecter of faith. Many religious people have been spooked up. And uh, in the churches, in the synagogues, and in the mosques, and made to think that Satan is some invisible ghost that hovers around 
waiting for an opportunity to come and take over take take over your life and lead you to do something bad. And then Imam Wadi Muhammad mentions that there is no Satan outside of your body unless that Satan is inside somebody else's body. And uh, this is where our, our senses, <laughs> you know, those purified senses that we were talking about before, those conscious senses, you know, it safeguards us and protects us from the influences of the shaitan. So we thank you for being with us this evening, and we pray Allah, we pray to God that you be with us next week so we can continue here, and also for those who are listening or maybe listening to the archives, if you're listening to this, there's a guest number that you can call in, and that's 626-213-5713. So if anybody has any questions, comments, statements anytime in the future, you know, you can just feel free. So we're going to continue on that next week, and we're talking about uh, the five human senses, and Satan, the enemy of mankind. So we thank you, and may God continuously bless you and your family and your community and our brothers and sisters all over this great planet Earth. We pray for peace. Peace.